my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Gratitude Diaries, a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Janice Kaplan. Thanks for joining me for more practical advice on how to be happier. Today's tip, when you're working on any job or project, focus on the 90% of things that go right rather than the 10% that go wrong. Last time on this podcast, I talked about why people are less likely to say thank you at work than any place else and why that needs to change. It turns out that an executive who says thank you can save his company and sometimes change his own life, too. I came across a striking example of that when I was writing my book, The Gratitude Diaries, and interviewed Doug Conant, who had been the CEO of Campbell's Soup Company. Conant told me that when he first came into Campbell's back in 2001, the company had what he called a toxic culture. Conant tried to move away from the standard business model of focusing on problems. He believed that there are usually 10% of things that go wrong in a company, but they get 90% of the attention. He preferred to try to fix the problems and then focus on the 90% of things that go right and celebrate those. Conant was responsible for a company with 20,000 employees. He was a strong executive and he knew all the right financial moves to make. But to him, most important was deciding to change the culture by making it personal. 
He felt that if he showed people that he valued them as individuals, they would respond by performing at a high level and helping to lift the whole company up. So he started writing thank you notes to employees for work well done. He looked for positive news around the company, and when he heard about something he admired, he sent thanks. He told me that he wrote 10 to 20 handwritten thank you notes every single day, six days a week, for the 10 years he was CEO. If you do the math, that will take you way north of 30,000 thank you notes that he wrote. Celebrating what went right became the new corporate culture. Conant didn't write just to top executives either. His notes went to workers at every level of the company. Whether someone was in sales or production or packing crates at a distribution facility, Conant made sure they knew that their contribution mattered. He watched as managers across the company got the idea and modeled his example of leading with gratitude. A poignant footnote to Conant's personal gratitude-focused style occurred later in his tenure when he had a near-fatal car crash on the New Jersey Turnpike. As he lay in the hospital ICU, cards and emails started coming in from employees around the world. His wife sat at his bedside over the next several weeks and read the notes aloud to him. Many mentioned a thank-you note that Conant had written to them years earlier that made them feel a personal connection to him. They said things like, Dear Mr. Conant, you don't know me, but five years ago you wrote me a thank-you note. I was so surprised that the CEO even knew I existed and your note meant so much that we put it on the family refrigerator. Having it there, it does feel like you've been part of our family. And now that you're in trouble, our thoughts and prayers are with you. He hadn't written the notes to get that kind of return, but when you put gratitude into the world, it does come back to you. Happily, Doug Conant recovered. He's fine, and he now runs a leadership institute. One of its principles of leadership is to be tough-minded with standards and tender-hearted with people. Conant told me that gratitude is universal. And it's the one thing that can pull us together. The sales at Campbell's Soup grew consistently under Doug Conant, and they haven't done so well since. A lot of different factors go into that, of course. I know it's not the case that nice guys always finish first, but talking to Conant did make me believe that grateful people are always winners. So today, focus on the things that people do right, not wrong. And take a moment to write a personal thank you note to someone who works with you. You can think of it as a kind of chicken noodle soup for the soul. Thanks for joining me. If you have a story of how gratitude has helped in your workplace, I'd love to hear it. You can reach me at the podcast link at www.gratitudediaries.com or the contact link at JaniceKaplan.com. Thanks and have a great day. Gratitude Diaries is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 